0: Standing up in McKinney, this is According to Callus, episode 527 coming to you on the ninth, the ninth, nine, ninth of eleven <laughs> November the 9th, twenty twenty three. The book today is going to be Kevin Freeman's According to Plan. Now a subtitle is The Elite's Secret Plan to Sabotage America. So the trick is, the book's a little less than 200 pages long, and I believe his sales pitch was, if you can read the intro, you'll read the first chapter, right? And if you read, oh, I'm sorry, if you read the forward, you'll read the introduction. And if you read the introduction, you'll read the first chapter, or the part one, if you will. And if you read part one, you'll read the whole book. Now, I was going to read the whole book regardless, but I can tell you that once you're in thirty pages, the other hundred seventy go r- by rather quick. Now he's got a lot of blurbs on here that are quite positive and useful. Um, obviously he doesn't need my sales pitch. So what we're going to do today is uh, we're we're on the way down to the Texas Con, so I'm gonna I'm gonna do my Thursday book commentary, and uh, we're gonna talk about this book according to plan. Now I'm going to give you a couple of highlights out of here. So it starts with the pigs. Part two is the plan or their plan, if you will. Part three is their plan in action. And then part four is puck the pigs (laughs) or how to fight back, if you will. So that being said, I'm going to read a couple little blurbs out of the pigs And from there, we're going to go all the way forward and talk about a couple of the things that are going on, if you will. Hmm. Well, I guess I didn't ask for permission in the copyright. So what I will do is I will paraphrase what's in the book only so that you will feel encouraged to go buy said book. All right, so the pigs today, he highlights that we are dealing with communist China, no surprise. The Soviet Union slash Russia, again, no surprise. North Korea, not entirely sure why they're included, but fairly good argument. Iran, same thing. Cuba, Venezuela. And, of course, the world dominion going on there. Talks a little bit about uh, our good friend George Soros and the uh, way that the Marxist media is uh, basically under the control of the money people and the various things they're doing. They touches on the World Economic Forum and some uh, bad people that are participating in that. So that kind of gives you an idea who are the people that are or what groups are working against America and and why. So that's why I said. There's a good argument there. Uh, and then he just talks about some of the American bacon or traders or however you want to call that. Um, I'm glossing through that. Talks about the plan. So basically the plan is they have to take down America. All right. So when when you look at that, how do you do it? Well, Let's go back and review, and again, I'm not going to read uh, passages because he's got a good note here not to do that, but they're going to go after the economic strength, the military strength, the social strength, and the cultural strength. Now, I have talked about many times you have to have a culture of independence. Maybe you haven't used those words until fairly recently, but the idea is We have our own culture, our own unique culture, particularly in Texas. And we have to reinforce it. We have to build on that. And the economic and the other strengths are based off of a good culture. And the social, if you will, is also based off the culture. If you have a good, solid culture, one that respects life, respects family, and basically respects private property, everything becomes possible. So he talks a little bit about how they're coming after that. He does spend some time talking about American radicals. Uh, And he's got some quotes here out of a book that you might be aware of. It's called The Naked Communist. And uh, that would be Cleon Skousen's landmark book. Now, a large portion of it was read into the congressional record. And what's interesting is much of what's in here is from the goals of the Communist Party USA. And then he lists out some of the other, you know, notable, quote-unquote, progressives that are selling us out. And again, this is not unique to him, not unique to Glenn Beck, not unique to me. The real issue are the progressive leftists. The the Democrat name, if you will, it doesn't mean what it once did, and it certainly there are Democrats that are, for lack of a better word, throwback Democrats, either Kennedy Democrats or Roosevelt Democrats. They have their own issues, but they're, they're certainly not on board with this full-on progressive revolution, communist mindset that's playing out behind the scenes and coming further and further forward. And again, his whole argument is this is coming out as part of a plan that's been unfolding for a long time and he makes a pretty good argument. So again, um, going after the energy, inner (coughs) economic strength through the energy independence, independence. Wow. Hmm. I left my water behind. Okay. Military strength. Um, I would say that, yeah, there, there's a lot going on there, but again, he's making a good argument. Right. And he uses he introduces the term uh, Dino or Dino, if you will, which is comparative to Rhino. Okay, And we're going to drift forward a little bit here, going after the social strength. Right. Basically. Taking out. Various. um, Planks or legs, if you will, dividing, taking away the, the unity, making people dumb. Yeah. These are all again, things that I've spoken of many times now, and I should point out, I, I purchased this book, if you will, courtesy of Mr. Freeman. When we had him come by to come speak at the Cowan County Patriots, that was, I want to say in September And he gave a really good talk, and he talked primarily about his new book, Pirate Money, which I have that in the queue to read. And depending on (laughs) my schedule for the next few months, I'm going to try and get that done because I really would like to put that on the airwaves, if you will, prior to the end of the year, because I think it's very relevant, and I think it's going to play a big part going forward long term, especially if you want to look at how does Texas get its independence even if it's only de facto and we never achieve de jour you have to do some of the things that i'm certain are going to be covered in that book so i i want to get it done and i want to bring that to you my listening audience okay now this time is not well i've gone through most of the book already just because i'm trying to be respectful i mean the guy went to the trouble to say don't quote my book yeah. And do my best to honor that. Um, certainly paraphrasing and little snippets I don't think are going to be <clears throat> problematic. Talks a little bit about that um, just families being destroyed. Then it goes after the culture. Now, again, I, uh, I feel strongly that culture is one of the underlying things. And, again, reading this book, I, I want to say I read this. Over a weekend, probably about two weeks after. So, in early part of October, I read this. So, for me personally, uh, there wasn't necessarily a whole lot of new information. What the bonus was, or what I gained from this is, is how it all fits together and how he laid out the argument that generally these people are working or colluding together to take us out. And honestly, I can't say that I haven't ever thought about it, but I hadn't put the pieces together like this. So I want to give kudos to Kevin Freeman and whoever helped him write this book and did the research, very solid arguments worth your time. Um, you can go to probably, well, according to planbook.com, And I think you probably get it through piratemoneycom as well. Um, Then he uh, talks a little bit about the COVID thing and how that was a useful transition, right? To put us into the position that we're in now. And again, this is all basically laying out what these people are doing, how they're doing it, right? It's the pigs, the plan, the action or the plan in action. And then what can we do about it? So the action steps, right? Every book if, or every article or every thing that you hear, it's fine that you find out all the bad things. It's fine that you find out all the negatives, but we owe you, right? We that present information, we that talk about these things, an action plan or a way to fight back or a least a possibility to push back. Okay. So again, Out of respect, he talks about when he finished writing out part three, how angry he was, and he expects that you're angry. So he said, you know, he asked the question, what are we going to do about it? And that, that is the underlying question for everything. What can you do about it? What are you going to do about it? As a matter of fact, that's kind of what the very question was that I brought up in yesterday's episode 526. Where do we go? Right? So now we're dealing with somebody else virtually asking the same question, but in a different format. Now this is where I'm going to dis- disagree. He says we must take back Washington. Well, yeah, maybe, maybe the long-term strategy, maybe if you can get more than one state to get involved, that becomes plausible. But for the moment, I I, don't, I think that might be a bridge too far. The first step is taking back Austin, in my opinion. The first step is reclaiming Texas as a pro-independent, pro-liberty state. And one that exerts its sovereignty and maintains control over its own borders, since the feds won't do it for us. I mean, to me, that's a much easier uh, step to take and something that's accomplishable, right? I don't think we can ever fully take back D.C. But if we now look at it this way, he's talking about D.C., which again, I think is unplausible in my mindset, but he does lay a plan out. And again, if you want to get into the details of that, you're going to need to buy his book and read it. But, uh, everything else is directly applicable to Austin. What, what plays out in Texas. And honestly, it probably will work exactly the same in your state too. So if you are listening to me in a state that's not Texas, respectfully, You can still buy this book and you can still apply these principles at the state level that you are in. And if we take back enough states or we fight back effectively in enough states, then maybe ultimately we could go to D.C. I just, in my mind, I don't know that that's the end of my game. But you might disagree and so be it. (laughs) So step one is you got to make those representatives serve us. He's got something called Serve the People Act." Um, I guess what I'm going to do here is i'm going to i'm going to paraphrase what he's talking about. so no American expects to be paid if they don't do their job unless they work in Washington when the salaries get paid, no matter what. interesting how that works all right um. Pay for performance. I and he's got a hashtag in here, so I'm gonna I'm gonna look into that. I might even add that in my post for this episode. Um, serve the people, caps all federal government non-interest spending. Sounds good. And what happens if it's more? Well, if the spending exceeds the cap, cross the board cuts begin. Starting with zeroing out their salaries. Hey, okay, uh, there's something to be on board with, right, folks? Can you imagine if Governor Abbott had to take a pay cut because he couldn't balance the budget? Although we do have a massive surplus. Hmm. Perhaps they should just stop taking so much. Although after this last round of bonds and uh, constitutional amendments, they may need all that extra money they've been taking from us. Uh, title II, Live Like We Do. Basically, the uh, members of Congress have a sweet gig and... We're going to make them work a schedule like we do, and they don't get to take their recesses recesses whenever they want to. And again, I think all this is very appropriate at the state level. Nothing, nothing out of line here. And the number of vacation days will be reduced to that of the average Americans. And if they get caught sexually harassing a staffer, they have to pay the settlement. <laughs> uh, and their death benefits will be reduced to match, not exceed the military's. I like that. So for those of you in Texas like me, uh whatever Texas Texas uh state benefit is for the elected officials can be no more than maybe a member of the Texas State Guard or Texas National Guard or maybe even the local police. We could see how that plays out. And then we're going to say they can't be above the law. This is title three, obey the law like we do. And, um, basically they don't get to go back and forth between government and for profit operations where they milk the people. And when you sell out the American people, you can be brought up on charges of treason. Again, agree. I think it's great. Uh, title four, join the electoral club, voter ID, voter ID has to be, uh, implemented. No non-citizens. Well, I mean, it's sad that we even have to talk about that now, right? I mean, it's, it's sad that he had to put a bullet point in saying that, uh, the ability of those defending to participate in elections, i.e. the military, uh state election officials ability to confirm the voter's actually a US citizen again all of this is directly applicable to the states or your state um capital anti-fraud measures to deal with the mail-in procedures all right and then title 5 is check your work uh congress is not doing the key part of their job and therefore they get to be held accountable it ensures the members of Congress will have enough time to review the legislation before vote on it. In other words, no more Nancy Pelosi. You have to pass it in order to read it. Uh a new sunset rule. Every law, regulation, government program must be reviewed and reapproved every five years. <laughs> five year plan. <laughs> I'm a little nervous about that uh time frame, but okay. Uh <laughs> yeah, there's Soviet humor there, sorry. And uh if we get these reforms in place, good. Now, step two. Weaponize your money. Now, this is this is important, and I'm going to highly recommend that rather than me try and explain it, I'm going to say go buy the book. <laughs> and and I'll tell you that. He has the National Security Consultant Institute, right, NSCI, where they guide you through making wise investments, all right? And just talks about expressing your righteous anger, quotes the movie Network, which I think is great. I saw that movie quite a few years ago and I thought it was great. And then Rally the Nation. That's step three, Rally the Nation. Now, this is something that the Donald has been doing. I'm not sure that I'm necessarily fully on board with everything that the Donald would want to do, but he is doing the work. And to the extent that I agree with the Donald, I'm all all for it. Let's go. And then lastly, he talks about how we have to deal with the fact that they've been trying to transform America, and we're gonna to have to fix it. We're gonna we're gonna have to put put it back to the way it was, if you will. So, again, good book. Lots of good arguments. Uh, compelling way of putting everything together and building the argument that everything we're seeing is being done on purpose and being done in collusion, if you will, with several foreign powers and several. Um, let's call them non-governmental agencies or organizations that have the desire to bring to some bring some harm to us <laughs> kind of reminds me of one of the James Bond villains talking about see to that some harm comes to him you know it it's it's interesting and to me the the biggest takeaway is that people are actually now starting to talk about the fact that there is a concerted effort. Some would call it a conspiracy to fight and take down the United States to destroy America to blot it out. Now I will tell you full disclosure, this is stuff the John Birchard society has been talking about for over 60 years and I've been aware of it for pretty much, uh, 40 years. So here we are. It only took 60 some odd years for people to actually be talking about this in public outside of the John Birch Society. Now, I'm not saying they're completely on the same page. I'm not saying that they're even friendly to each other. I don't know. What I am saying is if you're not willing to discuss and look at and determine what the cause of failure is or what the cause of the problem is, you can never correct it. You can never properly address it. So there has to be a vested interest in making that happen. So being able to diagnose the problem gives you an opportunity to cure the problem. So I'll just give you a life lear- lesson learned analogy. When I was in the automotive service business, when I, when I first got in and I was learning to be a, you know, a young technician, my boss used to tell me, and I'm paraphrasing because, you know, this is over, well, I guess 30 years ago at this point, Stephen, you cannot fix the problem until you properly diagnose the cause. You can't properly diagnose the cause because or the cause of the problem until you've listened to the symptoms and talked to the owner of the vehicle or whoever the driver is and get the information or as much information as you can from them. So one of the things that he impressed upon me is when you're discussing with a customer or a client or whatever you want to refer to them as in today's day and age, when they come in and they tell you they have a problem with your car or with their car, your job is to understand what their problem is. And as much information, as much detail as you can get will help you find out what the problem is. And then when you're talking to the customer, rather than quoting them for repair, you need to explain to them, well, we need to first do a proper diagnostic work up on this. We have to find out what's wrong with it first before I can give you any idea what it's going to take to repair it. Now, over the years, I learned that you can say it may be something simple like a wire or a clogged filter or valve, or it might be something more involved to where we're going to have to partially disassemble your engine. So it wouldn't be fair to you, the, the vehicle owner, for me to give you a quote based upon not knowing. And, you know, as technology proceeded, the obd 2 system, which would be the onboard diagnostic computer system in most of the modern vehicles will actually tell you where the fault code is, but that doesn't necessarily tell you what caused the problem. So while technology has improved and things have gotten better, a good skilled technician still takes the time to find out what the source of the problem is. Why am I talking about this analogy? Why am I bringing this up? Because if you don't understand what's going on in America today, if you don't understand what's arrayed against these United States at this time, you can't possibly help anybody push back or fight back against that problem. Again, going back to Sun Tzu, right? If you know your enemy and you know yourself, you don't have to be worried about going into battle. United States, these United States, we allegedly know ourselves. The problem is, is most often we don't know our enemy. And we go sauntering off into battle all the time, thinking because we've got the biggest, baddest military, that we're just going to wipe the floor with everybody. So let me ask you, just in my lifetime, I can tell you that didn't end well in Vietnam. It didn't end well in Afghanistan. Clearly, it didn't seem to work out well either the two times we've went into Iraq. So why should I believe that I should ignore Sun Tzu, We're a guy that's, was around a couple thousand years ago, could explain this simple, basic military strategy, which has a direct application in everyday life. If you don't know what you're dealing with, you can't possibly deal with it. So the value in this book, the value in most of the books that I read, is understanding what's going on. Reminds me of a guy by the name of John Guandola. Uh, i've gotten an opportunity to hear him twice, and or I should say I have had an opportunity to listen to him twice, and his presentation is understanding the threat if you If you know what you're dealing with, you can better address it, and you can better deal with it or work against it or fight back but if you don't understand it and you don't know what's going on again, this is Sun Tzu, right. So ladies and gentlemen, what I'm suggesting to you is whether you think I know it or I don't know it, whether you think that I have had anything of any use to you today, know this, go buy this book, go look up John gondola go read some Sun Tzu. That will brighten your mind up significantly if you think that I have failed on that. Hey, in any case, last thing I want to do, because I honestly don't remember if I started off the program with this or not, but the best thing you can do, the most helpful thing you can do for me, I'm not asking for your money, but I am asking you to follow me on the podcatcher of your choice. Go join my social media stuff, whether it's the page or the group, follow me, help me out, help me build the audience, help me work through the algorithms, right? And if you're feeling particularly motivated, since now I've given you a number of really good books to read over the last few weeks, rate and review this program. Let people know what you think. Hey, and as always, if you have questions, if you have ideas, feel free, you can reach out. I have an email out there, according to callous at att.net. And my cell phone's pretty much easy to find. If you look for it, you can call or text me. i am be happy to hear from you. Until then, I will see you on the other side.
1: Canceled by the Big Tech Mafia, but inadvertently profiting from owning their stocks in a mutual fund or ETF? At Two Pillars, they believe that censorship is a form of violence and a business practice that does not promote human flourishing. In many cases, through their investigative screening process, they can help you divest from companies that are denying your God-given inalienable right to speak freely. Hey, Patriots! Two Pillars believes it's time for conservatives to align their values and investments. Two Pillars is your place for impact investing in the parallel economy. Find out what's in your investment portfolio with a complimentary portfolio review. Contact them today to learn more. Call toll-free at 833-377-0051 or send an email to info at twopillarsam.com. That's info at twopillarsam.com get started today. Advisory services are offered through Jacob and Boaz Asset Management, LLC. Doing business has two pillars, asset management or two pillars. A registered investment advisor in the states of Texas and California. Two pillars is not endorsed by any government agency and is not engaged in the practice of law or tax advice.